Welcome to A Nature Calls, a podcast all about the true to the silly to the bizarre. I'm Renee from Red Oak Nature Center, and with me is... This is Christy, and welcome to our December mini-sode. That's right, it's the first day of winter, today's winter solstice, and we decided to do a little mini-sode to tell you all about some interesting facts of Illinois animals and some traditions from beyond. Alright, so we're doing a mini so today and it is getting colder outside. Cold weather's on the way. What are the animals doing here at Red Oak, Christy? Uh well, they can do one of three things. They can hibernate, yep. migrate, yep. or adapt. And it has been such an unusual year. 2020 is quickly and thankfully coming to a close. Woot woot! Um and even though a lot of people have been out and about on the trails. Our animals have still been very active. We still have quite a few animals that live here that are active during the year. Um, I saw a cool one on the river the other day. It was black and white, and it had a yellow eye. Zebra. It was a zebra on the river. <laughs> wow, it swam really listen, well. you say black and white, and the first animal that my head goes to is the zebra. But well, it's I'm not red all over, so it's I'm just... It's... Well, if it's a bird on the water... And it's black and white in wintertime. Then my guess is that it's probably a golden eye duck. One Ooh, of our... it's James Bond. <laughs> Circa, what, 2000? <laughs> um, it is one of our most common winter birds that we get here that actually migrate to us in the wintertime. So not every bird leaves and goes to a warmer area. We are actually a warm area for some of these birds. And the golden eye, I guess, is one. And the golden eye duck is one of those. So you should come on down and check them out. Can't yeah. miss them. See them right off of our uh, river overlook. It's perfect because they just float literally at the end of it. So you they, can't they, miss them. They float. They are divers. So yes, if you're like, are. oh, I thought I saw something, just give it a second and they'll pop back up after they've captured something from the bottom. Oh, so you get to see them in action, which is always fun, too. Yeah. All right. So what else is going on <laughs> in the woods? Yeah, I gotta say, our gray squirrels and red and fox squirrels are totally going to town on the feeder. They're getting fat. They are busy. So um, my son keeps telling me when do the squirrels go to sleep, and I'm like, they don't. They might take naps here and there, but squirrels are famous for finding those seeds, burying them later, getting that activity out. So. I mean, we've seen them in cold weather, snowy weather, yep. rainy weather. They've got those awesome bushy tails, which they can wrap around themselves and keep them warm, thick fur. Mm-hmm. So, so they're very active at our feeders. They are. There's also the black-capped chickadee, which is very active at our feeders. Uh-huh. And they can do something pretty cool at night. What's that? They actually almost go into a kind of forced hypothermia Ooh. to conserve energy. Sounds terrifying. <laughs> Well, some people say that you sleep better in the colder weather, and nope. they just take it to the extreme, I think, is what they do. That, that, that's a negatory. <laughs> it's a negatory. I wouldn't suggest humans do it, but it's a really cool adaptation that black-capped chickadees can do. And they also switch up their diet. So in the summer, they eat more bugs and gotcha. things that have some different protein. But here in the winter, bugs pretty scarce. They are. Pretty scarce. So they switch over to seeds and berries and try to fatten up that way. So they're clever. Well, lucky for them, they have our bird feeders that they can come and visit. Another animal that we've noticed a lot of activity from, but it has to be happening at night, is from the beaver. Yes. So these creatures, again, like our squirrels, they um, do not hibernate. Nope, they're the active time. all year, all year. So they may spend extended periods of time underwater in their dens. Right. Um, during colder times, they will actually store 
extra food in case mm -hmm. they don't want to go out. But we have been noticing on our trails a lot of activity. Um, beavers coming up from the river onto the trail, the Big Turtle Trail, and having a snack on some of our treats. So it's really kind of interesting to see how far they get, how much they chew on one tree, or they sample, a lot of sampling going on. There's definitely a sampling. You can see some good sized wood chips if you come on out. Absolutely. Just right at the base of the trees. And what's neat about beavers is even though they're active all year round, now's the time that they're kind of storing some food. And they're even willing to let neighbors visit. Oh, and so muskrats, ah, nice. which are not beavers, no, but they're smaller. And if they they offer reeds or some other kind of plant material to beavers, beavers will often let them in their lodges to warm up. So muskrats will make payment to yes. rent space yes. in a beaver's home. So instead of Airbnb, <laughs> it's beaver in bed and bathroom. So beaver. We're gonna work on that. We're gonna work on that. We'll talk it over and we'll come up with that. Yes. So we have beaver activity, we've got black-capped chickadees, we've got golden eye, we've got some um, hawks that have been very busy. Red-tailed hawks have yeah. been very busy in our woods right now. They have. They're looking for a really good snack from those fattened-up squirrels. Mm -hmm. And, of course, our great American bald eagles. That's right. Um, they are here all year round, but we see them most in the wintertime. So they are most active along our river, the Fox River, during winter. And they need to have open water. So yeah. as long as that water doesn't freeze over, you'll see them. And one of the reasons is because there's no leaves. It's a lot easier to spot things flying around it is. when there's not a big tree canopy to block your view. So absolutely, they are keeping busy. But another way to tell if the animals are here, you're saying that they're at night. Mm -hmm. They're here at night. We're not supposed to be on the trails at night. Is mm -hmm. when you come in the morning and you happen to see some fresh tracks Ooh. of what's left behind. And of course, the best time to see that is after a snowfall, which they do say is coming. So Nope. <laughs> no. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> it's, it, it's literally supposed to be coming Thursday. Well, but it's going to be too warm Okay. this week. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, I read the Farmer's Almanac, and we're not supposed to get hit until like January, February. So as much as I would love to have a white Christmas, um, I think I'm good without snow for a little so bit. So you're going to have a green Christmas. I, again, not ideal. But snow doesn't just like come and go. No, it's true. Which is how I would prefer it. You know, if it snows and then it's gone within a couple hours, I don't hours, think you're alone. Perfect. So if it's not coming down as snow, which is very good to put sea tracks in, it mm -hmm. could just be coming down as rain, yes. which would leave mud, which it again would. is good to see tracks in. Absolutely. So you can come out on our trails and see if you can spot some tracks, some tricky trackers that are walking around our woods at night. Because again, please don't be out here past sunset. It's not safe. There are things you could trip on and hurt it's, yourself with. It's really creepy out there. It's also creepy. Mm -hmm. So I just, for creep factor, I would just say no. No. Just okay. don't. Well, follow Chrissy's advice and just say no. Just say no. But another sign of animals in winter that is a little less, uh, shall we say, appetizing is talking about the other end of the digestive system, the scat. You yes. can tell who's here by scat. And there are some other holiday traditions that kind of tap into scat yeah so talking about scat there, there's this pretty unique tradition so i was um, doing a little search in what other countries and and um people around the world do for the holidays and how they celebrate different things and in catalan catalan yes so part of espana spain the other side of the ocean okay it is common to have a caganer what's a caganer you may I, be asking, unless you speak Catalan, 
I do not speak <laughs> Catalan. So what is a cajonere? Um, so they are pooping figurines. Okay? Excuse me now. So it's a figurine. Um, typically it looks like a, like a uh, peasant or farmer. And it's pooping, okay? So it's in a squat position, and there's usually a pile behind it. It's so a it's really a productive good, pooper. It is. Well, and, you know, it's not meant as disrespect. It's actually a really good thing. It's a, it's a, a sign of luck. And we'll post on our website a picture of okay. Caganer so you can see what they look like. And, you know, maybe you can find a website where you can purchase from. If you're from Catalan. Uh, yeah, well, or, or not, because I have That's one true. too. That's I have true. one too. You do, you do. Um, but basically, the whole thought process behind it is you would have one of these Caganeres to put in with your nativity scenes, and the act of this person defecating is to fertilize the soil for a fruitful yield that will, you know... Um, be its own reward, shall we say. Sure we'll, we'll, sure, we'll go with that. Sure. So if you don't have one in any of your holiday decorations in uh, Catalonia, you are asking for bad luck to come in. Interesting. If you don't have a pooping figurine. So again, we're going to post a picture of what they look like. It's it's really cute. You can get them in like three, four feet tall, or you can get a nice teeny tiny one. I think depending on your <laughs> Depending on your love of pooping figurines. Or the luck you need. Or how much luck you need, absolutely. And if you have a, t a particular favorite character, maybe it's uh, Batman or a political figure, you can get that as well. Um, but yeah, you like you cannot get away from these um, pooping figurines. I do have another um, tradition, Night of the Radishes, another plant. Not a fan. I'm not a fan <laughs> of radishes, not at all. Well, it's a three-day festival in Oaxaca, Mexico. Okay. It begins on December 23rd. Mm -hmm. And it includes carving vegetables, and particularly radishes. They're hard, so they can take that carving okay. into different figures. And then um, they put them around their house. And they, some of the salespeople out there will use it as a gimmick to attract customers into their market. And then it became a competition. And now there's thousands of people to see these vegetables that have been carved. So, so we're not talking like jack-lanterns. We're talking like Christmassy? Nativity. Okay. Nativity, gotcha. um, Santa's different... Kind of symbols okay. that are from Mexican folklore are carved into these radishes and vegetables. I have not seen it, but okay. it sounds they, really they must interesting. They grow very large radishes to be <laughs> able to get these. Or it's a special set of skill to be able to have it smaller. Uh, I mean, if you're thinking of carving tiny. Oh, fair, fair. People may not always think of um, bones. No. And um, dead things mm -hmm. with the holidays. Nope. Um, but in Wales, they have uh, uh, Marilud, which is a ritual where. So you're not talking about Wales, the marine mammal. You're talking no, 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 about no. the country. Yes, the country. Okay. So Marilud um, is a ritual that's meant to bring good luck where one person dresses up as a horse using an actual horse skull and they go with sailing. Was sailing. Yes. So it's caroling through the neighborhood and asking for rewards, I guess, for lack of a better word. For for good singing or bad singing? See, now I think that's where it's supposed to get fun. So if you have like a good, so one article I read related it to a poet, poetry slam. Oh. So like if you're really good at singing or telling poems or something like that, the persons who, whose house you're at might immediately reward you with drinks and food. Okay. If you do a poor job, they're going to say, no, get out of here. 
See, I would think that if they came to my house and they were singing poorly, I would want to fill their mouth with food and drink so that they stop singing. Oh, man, you got to reward them okay. for doing a good job. Make okay. them work harder. Work harder. Um, but I think the horse's skull might put me off just a little bit. I think those are heavy. Horse skulls are not light, so to be able to carry that around? Absolutely. Wow. But I don't know if that would be scary or if Krampus would be scarier. Krampus? Krampus. Ooh. So not everything about Christmas is happy and cheerful and, and rosy. Um, some of you may have already heard about Krampus. There was a movie called Krampus, which was uh, ridiculously funny, scary. Um, but any naughty boys and girls, especially in like, you know, Eastern Europe, Austria, Croatia, Hungary, um, if they're not good, St. Nick brings along his best friend, Krampus who um, decides to gather up all the bad children. Okay. And um, steals them away. So Elf on the Shelf has um, nothing on Krampus. Not at all. And, and it does get darker from there. You know, maybe the kids... Maybe we could just stop there. We just know Krampus <laughs> is no good, and he's taking away naughty kids. Okay, okay. Um, sometimes he, he just wanders the street to scare children into being good for those last few days because uh, he usually appears in town around December 5th. Oh so goodness. it gives them a couple of weeks to ship up. Behave yourself. Uh-huh. Before Santa comes to town. And if, unfortunately, on Christmas Day they have not shipped up, they have been... Shipped out. Shipped out. Yeah. With Krampus. Yeah. I'm not trying to transition from Krampus, but if you're not doing well... Um, as a kid, <laughs> you you do worry, and you want to keep track of where Santa might be. Yeah, I mean, you you probably want to see how how many more minutes you have left, maybe before he returns, before, before he comes back, before he comes back, where he might be in what part of the world to see so what's going on, so that you can on. start doing some nice last minute things. Absolutely, and okay. so um, Santa, and we're gonna put a link in the website about this as well. There's the NORAD tracker, and NORAD is a government agency, for lack of a better term. Um, that uses satellite tracking to keep an eye on things that are going in the atmosphere. So, Santa, so this isn't Space Force. This is not Space Force. <laughs> These aren't the Guardians. No, this okay. is NORAD. Just and it's, uh, I think it's a combined effort with Canada and the U.S. Oh, okay, to kind of monitor what's happening okay. up in the skies. And since Santa has flying reindeer, he mm. qualifies as something flying in the sky he does. to keep tabs on. So you can always log on and they'll tell you where he is. Um, on Christmas Eve, they start their, their, their tracking so that they can see where Santa's going, where he's coming from. Um, there is no Krampus tracking, no. so you don't need to worry about that. But what's also great about the NORAD uh, tracking you? site. <laughs> or do I don't. I'm a don't good, I'm a good child. Is. I do not have to worry about okay, Krampus. Fair enough. Um, they also have holiday traditions and a couple other things on the website that are interesting. So if you're looking for something maybe that you haven't looked at before, the Santa NORAD tracker is another tradition that can be fun. Well, thank you for joining us for this mini-sode. Yeah. I mean, it may be cold. It may be dark early. Days are getting longer. Yeah, as of today, literally. As of today. But there's still lots going on outside in our world. We're actually still running our hidden holiday tree hunt. You can see that on our website. You just scan the QR code. There'll be some clues so you can go find our hidden holiday tree. Get outside. Get some energy out. As well as getting some fresh air during these COVID times. It's something fun to do with the family. 
as well as what's coming up in January at the end of it, Miss Christine? January 30th will be our second Frosty Fest. Woot woot. Last year was amazing, so if you are looking to celebrate winter and it's not holiday related, come on out. Hopefully we'll have a little bit of snow. You can do our snowflake trail or our storybook storybook trail where our trail will lead you through Jan Brett's The Mitten and you can see all the cool animals stop by for that one. Um, warm up with a cup of hot chocolate by the roasting fire and enjoy a wonderful evening out in the winter. Yeah, it's your one time to come out when it's going to be a little bit darker so you get to see the woods in a different light and we'll have them lit up lovely and if there is a little bit of snow they'll be glinting well as well the snow will be this really pretty spectacular sparkly <laughs> i will accept the snow on frosty fast okay and, frosty and then i can fast. go away and remember there's no bad weather just bad clothing so you can always layer up even if it is cold it's always good to get some good fresh air and anytime there's more than three inches of snow on the ground you can rent snowshoes with us five dollars a pair gets you snowshoes for an hour you can contact us at roprograms at fvpd.net or give us a call at 630-897-1808 and ask us for more information. All right, well, most of all, we miss you guys this holiday season. We are sad that the building is still closed due, due to COVID, but the trails are open, so we hope to see you out there. We just want to wish you happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and we hope that you and yours stay safe. Happy holidays and happy new year. We'll see you guys in 2021. Oh, yes, 2021. See you then. Bye. Welcome to A Nature Calls, a podcast all about nature with each episode featuring a topic from the true to the silly to the bizarre. I'm Renee, the manager of Red Oak Nature Center in Batavia, Illinois, and with me is... Hey, it's Christy, the environmental education supervisor. And today on episode... Eight. eight. <laughs> we are talking all about fabulous February. Wow. Silly animal adaptations, groundhogs, eagles, and roses. So let's start out with February. Shortest month of the year. It's the shortest month, but it is jam-packed full of fantastic things. Like what? <laughs> I think she's alluding to her birthday being in this month. Stop it. it now everybody knows a secret fact. Older. When you're my age, you'll get it. But no, it has lots of different holidays and traditions. We're talking about Mardi Gras, Fat Tuesday. We're talking about Valentine's Day, President's Day, Abraham Lincoln's birthday, George Washington's birthday. It's like National Heart Month, National Black History Month. They have crammed so many awesome things into the shortest month of the year, which is why February is fabulous. February is. It's also the, one of the most misspelled words in the English language. Unless your birthday is in February. <laughs> February. People forget that R. They do. They Feb. F-E-B-R-U-A-R-Y. And it, it often gets skipped. And February comes from the word, the Latin word februm, which means purification. So apparently we're supposed to just clean and pure everything in you the know, month of February? When it's cold here in Illinois, I yeah. feel the need to clean extra just to stay healthy Busy. and on top of things. Yeah. And especially with this lovely... COVID year continuing into 2021, yes. I feel the need to be extra clean too. So maybe Februm is perfect because we're purifying. Break. Welcome to A Nature Calls, a podcast all about nature with each episode featuring a topic from the true to the silly to the bizarre. I'm Renee, the manager of Red Oak Nature Center in Batavia, Illinois, and with me is... Hey, it's Christy, the environmental education supervisor. And today on episode 
eight. <laughs> we are talking all about fabulous February. Wow. Silly animal adaptations, groundhogs, eagles, and roses. So let's start out with February. Shortest month of the year. It's the shortest month, but it is jam-packed full of fantastic things. Like what? <laughs> I think she's alluding to her birthday being in this month. Stop it. it now everybody knows a secret fact. Older, when you're my age, you'll get it. But no, it has lots of different holidays and traditions. We're talking about Mardi Gras, Fat Tuesday. We're talking about Valentine's Day, President's Day, Abraham Lincoln's birthday, George Washington's birthday. It's like National Heart Month, National Black History Month. They have crammed so many awesome things into the shortest month of the year, which is why February is fabulous. February is. It's also the, one of the most misspelled words in the English language. Unless your birthday is in February. <laughs> February. People forget that R. They do. They Feb. F-E-B-R-U-A-R-Y. And it, it often gets skipped. And February comes from the word, the Latin word februm, which means purification. So apparently we're supposed to just clean and pure everything in you the know, month of February? When it's cold here in Illinois, I yeah. feel the need to clean extra just to stay healthy Busy. and on top of things. Yeah. And especially with this lovely... COVID year continuing into 2021, yes. I feel the need to be extra clean too. So maybe Februm is perfect because we're purifying. Break. Welcome to A Nature Calls, a podcast all about nature with each episode featuring a topic from the true to the silly to the bizarre. I'm Renee, the manager of Red Oak Nature Center in Batavia, Illinois. And with me is... Hey, it's Christy, the environmental education supervisor. And today, on episode eight, eight. <laughs> we are talking all about fabulous February. Wow. Silly animal adaptations, groundhogs, eagles, and roses. So let's start out with February, shortest month of the year. It's the shortest month, but it is jam-packed full of fantastic things. Like what? <laughs> I think she's alluding to her birthday being in this month. Stop it. it now everybody knows a secret fact. Older, when you're my age, you'll get it. But no, it, it has <laughs> lots of different holidays and traditions. We're talking about Mardi Gras, Fat Tuesday. We're talking about Valentine's Day, President's Day, Abraham Lincoln's birthday, George Washington's birthday. It's like National Heart Month, National Black History Month. They have crammed so many awesome things into the shortest month of the year, which is why February is fabulous. February is it's also the one of the most misspelled words in the English language unless your birthday is in February <laughs> February people forget that R they do they Feb F-E-B-R-U-A-R-Y and it, it often gets skipped and February comes from the word the Latin word februm which means purification so apparently we're supposed to just clean and pure everything in you the know February? when it's cold here in Illinois I yeah. feel the need to clean extra just to stay healthy Busy. and on top of things yeah. and especially with this lovely COVID year continuing into 2021 yes. I feel the need to be extra clean too so maybe Februm is perfect because we're purifying break welcome to a nature calls a podcast all about nature with each episode featuring a topic from the true to the silly to the bizarre I'm Renee, the manager of Red Oak Nature Center in Batavia, Illinois, and with me is... Hey, it's Christy, the environmental education supervisor. And today, on episode... 
Eight. Eight. <laughs> we are talking all about fabulous February. Wow. Silly animal adaptations, groundhogs, eagles, and roses. So let's start out with February. Shortest month of the year. It's the shortest month, but it is jam-packed full of fantastic things. Like what? <laughs> I think she's alluding to her birthday being in this month. Stop it. it now everybody knows a secret fact. Older, when you're my age, you'll get it. But no, it, it has <laughs> lots of different holidays and traditions. We're talking about Mardi Gras, Fat Tuesday. We're talking about Valentine's Day, President's Day, Abraham Lincoln's birthday, George Washington's birthday. It's like National Heart Month, National Black History Month. They have crammed so many awesome things into the shortest month of the year, which is why February is fabulous. February is it's also the one of the most misspelled words in the English language Fe unless your birthday is in February <laughs> February people forget that R they do they Feb F-E-B-R-U-A-R-Y and it, it often gets skipped and February comes from the word the Latin word februm which means purification so apparently we're supposed to just clean and pure everything in you the know month of February? when it's cold here in Illinois I yeah. feel the need to clean extra just to stay healthy Busy. and on top of things yeah. and especially with this lovely covid year continuing into 2021 yes. i feel the need to be extra clean too so maybe februm is perfect because we're purifying break 